Welcome back to All or Nothing Fantasy Sports. This is your host, Andrew Hines. That's All-American Nate. Take the knee. And that's Blake Pondstar Ponson. What is up? Uh, don't forget, we are on, uh, we are on um, Twitter at FS All or Nothing, I believe. And then we're also on Apple Podcasts now, so go ahead, give us a download, listen to us, uh, as you're already doing. Uh, and today we're going to break down the AFC West, and then we're going to do some running back rankings for you. Uh, as far as the AFC West goes, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, how do we want to rank those guys? Blake, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Obviously, the Chiefs first. Yes, everyone probably, in agreement. Yep, unanimous decision 100%. there. Yes. Now, this is where it probably gets a little dicey, but I actually have the Raiders finishing second in this division this year. It's not a bad – that's actually not a bad one. This, I mean – This division's tough for me. I don't know where to put who. Okay, hang on. Let's, it's tough – after, you know, the Chiefs. Because <laughs> obviously we know yes. they're going to get first. But. I, I'm actually going to go Raiders 3. Hmm. I think there's a rookie quarterback coming to the AFC West. That's the new sheriff in town. And his name's – you know what his name is? Justin Herbert. It's Justin Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy, dude. He's carrying that team to an above 500 record. I, but I think all three of those bottom three teams – uh, so, obviously, I'm going Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I think the Broncos are losing too much on defense and Chris Harris. Uh, See, and I'm, I'm going, you know, with me having the Raiders second, I'm actually going Broncos third, Chargers fourth in this case. I just – I mean, yeah, we ha- you have the situation where Tyrod's going to start some games and then Herbert's going to come in. I think when it gets to OTAs, I think they give Herbert that job. Man, that's just hard to say for the Chargers to be that low with a defense that they have, surely off the defense. Oh, that's good defense. Now, I mean, you still, I mean, you have veteran guys on the line with Pouncey still under center, and uh, oh my gosh, the left tackle, yeah, left tackle, yeah, can't remember his name, but anyways, he's good. Um, so you still have him. The, I mean, you still you still have a legit offensive line. Now you've got Keenan Allen. You still have Mike Williams. Now you get, I don't know who's going to run the slot now, but some some no name guys, but doesn't matter. Austin Eckler will play the slot if you well, need you him to. Keenan Allen, you got Hunter Henry coming out of the tight end. Yeah, I mean Hunter Henry. So he'll he's basically the wide receiver three. But so I mean, granted, yeah, you have a question mark with your quarterback, but I don't know, man. I I, I see the charges with upside. So I mean, I've got Kansas City at one. Um, I've got a close tie with the Raiders and the Chargers no, at two. I, I agree. I think the Raiders and Chargers are going to be very close. They're, they're going to duke it out for second place yeah, for I sure. Think they're going to be somewhere around eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and six. Um, granted, Broncos picked up some guys on defense. They also mm-hmm. lost. But they lost a ton on defense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, them what they got doesn't amount up to what they let go. So to, you to know. me, with the Broncos gain in a quarterback all year in Drew Locke and their quarterback that they're going to build around forever, I think that's going to be more important than anything else that they gained. I mean, granted, you know, you pick up Melvin Gordon and um, you, that, you have a promising guy like we've talked about in the other podcasts, like Noah Fant. Being a, a big guy out there, and now they have Albert O.K. out there. Jerry you know, Judy, Jerry, Jerry Judy, like do and That's I mean, a big deal. and I mean, Cortland Sutton. Let's not forget. I mean, the guy he put up some good fantasy numbers last year for a like diminishing offense that was just a whole and a train mix, wreck. And a mix between Joe Flacco, Brandon Allen, and Drew Locke all spring. It was a circus. Yeah. And now you get to stick with Drew Locke, which is why I, I love him. Like I love no, him I out there. Too. I think in a couple of years they'll be good, but um. It's going to take a little bit on their offense. Put but. any Eminem song on, I bet he can go word for word. Oh, 100%. And I, think, I think the biggest thing for me between having the Broncos third, Chargers fourth, or vice versa is I guess probably just the 
like the quarterback play because we don't know, you know, Tyrod, his last three full seasons were 2015, 2017 with the Bills. I mean, you know, he put up – now, granted, that was a different offense. He had different weapons, but I, I just don't see him – I mean, obviously they'll give him a certain amount of games, and then Herbert comes in. And, mm. yeah, Herbert has a lot of upside. Now, I think we talked about this before. Give I would Justin Herbert all day. I would really like Herbert if they still have Rivers for a year and Herbert is actually able to sit behind him for a year yeah. and then come in. Now, some off-the-cuff notes in case you were wondering. Uh, we are all three in a Madden League together. And I drafted Justin Herbert, and he did win MVP in his rookie. He's year. a virtual monster. Mm. He is. He, he put up like 800 yards in a game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Without cheat codes. Without cheat codes. Without mm. doing that stuff that Ponson does. Mm. Oh, we hey. weren't gonna say any names. Hey, it's whatever. Without doing the stuff that guy does. Hey, I got a defensive MVP, so that's all that matters. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bosa. Anyways, this anyways, wasn't yeah. about Madden. Yeah. So anyway, so the rankings. So everybody kind of assumed we. I mean. Kansas City, hundred percent, gonna take it. They they got some defensive pickups this year too, in the off season, if I'm not mistaken. I believe. So. I don't think it was anything like too major, like uh, DeForest Buckner to the Colts or anything. But oh god, yeah, no, it's that gives me nightmares that division uh, under the Colts' reign. But uh, so who's your number? So Ponson, you went Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, Chargers. Okay. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying the Chargers are gonna be awful. I mean they could. You could have the Chargers and Broncos kind of right there. I do think the Broncos edge it out, though. I think the, I think all three of those teams would be close. I think one of them would be like six and ten. One of them will be like seven and nine, and one will be like eight and eight or nine and seven. I think yeah. it's going to be close between all three of them. But you know, none of it matters because the Chiefs are just going to roll. Yeah, that no, yeah, that division almost doesn't matter outside of the Chiefs. I will say when you look at the tendencies that the other teams besides the Chiefs have done this off season. These teams are really trying to build up some offensive firepower yeah. to keep up with them. I guess because they realize, hey, we're not going to stop them on defense, so let's just try to keep no, it. Yeah. But I don't know. How the Raiders go and sign half of the Cowboys. Yeah. Do you blame them? I mean, the Cowboys went 8-8. Eight and eight. Well, I mean. I mean, what, you can argue that that wasn't because of talent, that that was because of coaching, but I don't think Jason Garrett was that much to blame. He wasn't a defensive guy. He's just a head coach. They had the number one offense in the league. True. J- Jason Garrett's an offensive guy. Now, well, he wasn't the offensive coordinator. Kellen Mon or Kellen Moore was. But I, I just I don't think Jason Garrett was the number one reason they were losing games. I think their number one problem is their owner. You got to understand <clears throat> with with the way their organization works. It's not like any other really organization. Like, well, I'm kind of sort of some teams exercise this, but. Kellen Moore is in charge, is the offensive coordinator. However, Jason Garrett has the overall say in offensive strategy. Yes. Of what gets called. What yes. gets called when at certain times. So he's yeah. basically, you're taking Kellen Moore and putting him in a box and saying, yes. don't go outside this box. Now that you got Jason Garrett gone. Well, they had, but they had the number one offense in the league statistically last year. And you just lost the guy. That was boxing in the guy that was helping, or hurting. We don't know that. We don't know it. We don't know if Jason Garrett was hurting them or helping them because we no had way really they repeat those offensive numbers. We'll see. Like that's a, that's a cool thing about it. Like we'll we'll yeah. be able to see. Like was it Jason Garrett holding them back? Well, you or have, you have to play the games, but yeah. I just, <laughs> and this will all be a good discussion when we get to the NFC. East. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So that's a trash division. Anyway. But we're uh, we're clear across clear across the country right now in the AFC West. But since I think we know pretty much how we all stand on those teams, are we good to 
move on. Anybody else yeah. got any comments? Uh, so what do we? Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. Uh, what do we look for in running backs, fantasy wise? Nate, I'll let you. What are we looking for? Yeah. Well, I mean, it it just really depends on what your what your format is for what league. So if you're going to do like standard leagues, which I don't know a whole lot of guys that do standard. Not I don't anymore. jack with standard. No, I do PPR. It's the um, only way to go. PPR. Then you got some guys that are getting into half PPR and stuff like that, which yep. is which is neat. But yep. um, PPR it's wise, cute. like you're looking at guys that are going to be able to catch the ball out of the outfield, or coming out of the out, uh, backfield. backfield. So. You know, looking for real good left I'm, I'm looking for these guys that are actually like slot guys, and you, know, you have freaks of nature like Christian McCaffrey who can rush for a thousand and catch for a thousand. You know, but That's otherwise than crazy. that, <laughs> I, I'm looking for guys that are going to be able to get some receptions during a game. So, I mean, that's ultimately in a PPR, that's what you're looking for. So. Yeah, no, that's in the PPR, you want a guy that he's going to get his touches. He's going to get about 20 touches in a game, but then he's also going to get, you know, Nine, ten targets. I mean, you and you've got guys that, that put up some good fantasy numbers. Like y'all know, like I'm all over. You know, I want to marry Marlon Mack. Like that's yeah. that's my guy. You know, everybody beats on him. Whatever. That's my dude. But you know, he put up fantasy numbers because he could. I mean, he rushed the ball and he was a tank. And like they would try to even punch him down on the like goal line sets and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's in that aspect, yes, but. PPR, no, like he, you know, uh, Naeem Hines kind of picked and up especially, on that role. And it kind of, it kind of sucks for some running backs because they might have the ability to be a three down, you know, run the ball and then and be able to pass catcher. But if the team has a guy like, for example, Naeem Hines, like you say, they're they're not just going to let him sit on the bench and just kind of waste away. I mean, they're going to say like, hey, you're our third down guy. You're going to go out there and catch the ball and give Marlon Mack a break. Which exactly, it, learn, it, it sucks for some guys. If you're Marlon Mack, learn how to catch the ball better. Don't give them that option. Well, it's not that. Like you, you don't you, give them the option. Well, you you but have you guys. You have guys that that. That's know. a skill that you can develop. Yeah, but you don't want to. I don't want a guy that can do both. Why would I want that? Okay, here, I want why, depth. Why, why wouldn't I want Christian yeah, McCaffrey? Yeah. Well, why wouldn't yeah. I want Austin Kamara? Here, here's a good example. Okay, Leonard Fournette comes out of college. Mm-hmm. Not no. I mean, you know, yeah, he could. And, you know, he could catch the ball. Like he. He was serviceable. He was but the number three pass catcher last year. Ja- yes, Jacksonville for those first couple years out of running backs. They had. They had a three-down running back who they used in that situation to catch the ball. So his targets and receptions weren't really there for a running back. But then this past year, he goes out and gets 95 targets for 76 receptions. So it kind of depends on in the team situation. And that's why I look for running backs who are going to get the volume, meaning they're going to get plenty of carries and a decent amount of targets. And yes. then I also look for you want to have a good offense because if your offense isn't moving the ball, then you're kind of limited on your upside. And yes. then also we've already talked about the pass catching skills. That's the especially in a PPR that that's a big thing. Yeah, PPR that's huge. It's and we'll talk about. And there, I have there's one specific guy on this ranking, and then probably one in the next set where their upside's kind of capped because even though they're probably one of the better ru- running traditional running backs in the league, they're kind of capped because their passing down work isn't kind of up to par. But yeah. Uh, anything anything else we look for in running backs or anything like that? No. Uh, and I'll, I'll add this real quick, is one thing I've kind of started looking at, and this kind of breaks down the running game into two parts because we know to be a good running back, you need to have a good O-line. That that yeah. helps. And then you also need to have your own individual skill of either forcing missed tackles or being able to extend extend the run beyond, like, making the first guy miss and have yards after contact. So when I two stats you'll hear me refer to often are called – Yards before contact per attempt, and then yards after contact. So that just kind of separates it from 
what's the O-line doing for you a little bit? And then what are you also doing after? How elusive are you? Yeah, how elusive and how, you know, how you're doing after somebody, one defender actually gets to you. Yeah, yeah. So, and you'll see me, and I'll, I have some rankings, and you'll see me refer to stats from last year, and that kind of gauges on what we kind of think about some guys. So, yeah. so are we ready to get into the rankings? Sure. Before we jump right into the rankings, I'll just note on a couple guys uh, that we didn't rank in the top ten. They don't belong in the top ten. But uh, Raheem Mostert, he could ink a contract extension before George Kittle. Uh, th- that's news. And then Marlon Mack, who we talked about just a second ago, he has the inherent respect for the starter job returning. So they're going to they're gonna start him at running back as of right now, uh, which I think everyone kind of knew. But outside of that, we can go ahead and get into rankings. Consensus number one. Surprise, surprise. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yep. Uh, no, there's no debate here for me right now. He was 1,000-yard receiving, 1,000-yard running. He had 19 touchdowns total last year, 15 rushing, four catching, and he had one total fumble last year. Didn't lose it either. So uh, Christian McCaffrey is the obvious number one to me here. And, and just when you can get a running back who can – one, he's on the field for, what, 99% of snaps, 97. I mean, when you get a guy who can get 250 carries – along with, you know, probably 120-plus targets. I mean, that's just that unheard of. And that, major. And that, that's why he had the number two all-time fantasy season this past year. But one thing the question was with Matt Rule coming in, uh, you know, the Big 12, you know, the Big 12 offenses we all know of, is Matt Rule was quoted around either right after post-combine or one time saying that, you know, he would like to get some more depth in the running back room to give McCaffrey a break, but – they, they didn't really get much. They didn't draft a running back. Nope. And I think other than what Mike Davis being the backup, yeah. I mean, no. so Christian McCaffrey's the guy there. Yeah, he he's still going to get pretty much all the yeah. snaps. Ninety percent so. of the snaps. Yeah. So, I mean, you'll have a change of pace guy or a guy to just strictly give him a breather, but that's it. Yeah. And more than likely, they're going to throw on that play. Yeah. So and that's his offense. That's make no mistake about it. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater, but that's Christian McCaffrey's offense. And we saw. And I mean, one thing one thing to note about Bridgewater is. When he did have to play a little bit last year for the Saints, oh yeah, we knew. Those I mean, four or five weeks. Camara, Camara still got his significant amount of targets. I can't yeah. remember what the so, stat was. I saw it, but it, uh, I'd be lying. I'll have to look it up. But the uh, his uh, percentage of yards um, to the running back uh, passes, not just to the running back, but just within ten yards mm-hmm. from the yards of scream. It was phenomenal. Like he didn't throw anything. He pushed the ball. Um, he pushed the ball like 15 times the whole time he he played, uh, for the, the whole time he started, uh, yeah. 15 times past and 10 yards. Obviously, we saw that because Michael Thomas didn't take a step back when Teddy Bridgewater was in there, and obviously Kamara didn't. So those short yardage, you know, heck, in this case, offense. Look at you got McCaffrey and DJ Moore. So yeah, Antho and Curtis Samuel because Robbie Anderson will be the deep threat. Yeah. So so heck, Bridgewater can just still pepper those targets, those short yardage. So sure. inherently, what we're saying is Teddy Bridgewater is a good fit for that offense. Yes, I mean, it's a good fit for McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah. Um, but moving on, we'll, we'll go on. We'll, we solidify yeah, Christian we, McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey's okay. number one. And if you have the number one pick in a draft, take Christian McCaffrey. I can't preach that enough. This uh, is where it starts getting hairy. This is when, for the most part, just so everybody knows, like we, we put out our draft note or the, we put out our notes and we kind of, you know, Blake put everything together in, in of, of a list of running backs and then we ranked them. So... <laughs> Everybody only agreed on the first pick or the you know the first running back. So now at past this, like looking at all the, the rankings, it's, McCaffrey, we were pretty much unanimous. Yeah, and there was one other guy in the top ten where 
you two had the same ranking, and I was one spot within y'all, but we'll get to him later. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, for a number two, me and Blake have Saquon Barkley at number two. Andrew has him at number four. I took Alvin Kamara at number two because of that pass-catching ability. Yeah. Um, but if you look, I mean – which and I'm not saying Saquon Barkley doesn't have patch for sure, because but he's not an offense that Alvin Kamara is. Alvin Kamara's offense moves the ball. Well, if you okay, so before Saquon got hurt, right? Mm-hmm. So in twenty his twenty his breakout his rookie season, if you look at his he had ninety he had 121 targets his rookie year for a, for 91 receptions he had 721 receiving yards and four touchdowns. Awesome, and he also rushed for thirteen hundred yards and eleven touchdowns last year. He he, you know, regressed a little bit, but he was also fighting injuries, which we all know about. And then that was, and last year was really, you know, Daniel Jones's big transition mm-hmm. year. So they were kind of he was I, getting used to being under center, and right? They, you know, and then so you see him kind of go, but he still rushed for a thousand yards, you know. Yeah, and he still had fifty-two receptions on seventy-three targets. Yeah. So and a, another note I put on Saquon Barkley, and again, looking at my two stats is. He was, out of 47 qualified rushers this past year, he was 35th in yards before contact per attempt. So that kind of shows offensive line not the strongest or wasn't really helping him out. But when you look at his own individual, he was 7th out of those 47 in yards after contact per attempt. So his his individual elusiveness is there. And I, they did go out and draft Andrew Thomas, the right tackle from Georgia. Mm-hmm. So yes, maybe that's, maybe that kind no, of, that's No, that's going to help. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you're wrong. If no, yeah, yeah, for Quan's sure. Yeah, we, we, we can all agree that Gama Kamar has upside just just yeah. as much yeah. as he does. And, yeah, and like I'm not going to say until you take if – you, if you take Alvin Kamara before you take Saquon, that you're – You're not wrong. Yeah, like you're not going to be wrong. I also think you could take Alvin Kamara first. Either player. Um, they're both terrific players. Both can catch the ball. Both are – I think the one thing Saquon has over Alvin is that he's the primary in that offense and, yeah, and I think conference. What, 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 what tips the scale? In, in conference. What tips the scale for me? Unlike a Camara and Saquon is Saquon's going to get you know two hundred plus carries, mm-hmm. where you know Camara's probably not going to get. I mean, I think at the most he's gotten is one right at one ninety. Um, but, but I think Camara makes up for that in the red zone. Well, yeah, but I think I but do. Saquon also Saquon's also going to get probably seventy plus targets. My thing too, also, is the change of pace back for New Orleans, which is um, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Matt, he, he's he's awesome. He's a gr- and he's he's like the new Mark Ingram. Okay, they had Mark Ingram there. Who's the backup in New York to Saquon? Exactly, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones. So, like, I I just see more upside in that respect. Isn't to, it? Uh, isn't it still? Uh, oh man, I can't remember his name. Tiki Barber. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I miss him though. He's a good running back. He was him and Ladanian. Hang on, this is a load. Uh, oh, Dion Lewis now. Oh, that's Ooh. right. They pick. He's trash. I don't care. He was good when he played for the Patriots, dude. He has gone nothing but downhill. He was good with the the, the Titans. Titans before Derrick Henry broke out. Uh-huh. He's don't get me wrong. I like him. He He's has a great pass catching ability. That's what I was about to say. But other than that, man, mm, I don't like him. But does that take away a little bit from uh, Saquon Barkley's? New, no, new. No. I agree. Not I don't think just just from I just had that, to ask. that rookie season. Just seeing that, I mean, you, I mean, you see the guy. But anyway, so, but uh, like you know, last year Saquon Barkley was was running back ten in point like fantasy point wise. So I mean, and he's he still missed, he missed, he missed games. yeah he missed so. games. So and he had eight touchdowns last year. I mean, he was ranked 12th in touchdowns. Yeah, Saquon so. Barkley played 13 games. He averaged 17.8 points per game. That would have been good for 7th in the league. So he he legitimately could have been 7th in the league without 
with so, playing all of his games. So if you so when you guys get ready to draft, and of course, like running backs are going to go hard off the board. At least they do in most of mine. So nobody's going to think you're on drugs if if you if you take Saquon or somebody like this is going to be a big one to me. Nobody's going to think you're crazy if you take him like third pick or I'm if sorry. you wait. I'm sorry, I was wrong. He averaged 18.8 points per game. That would have been still good for seventh actually. So I wasn't totally wrong. But he averaged 18.8 points per game. Um, uh, so Saquon, you'll have at number two. I have Alvin Kamara at number two. Correct. I don't think you're wrong for either one. This is where things uh, – who's our consensus number three? Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is Alvin consensus so, number three. Which we, we were down. pretty – this is one Ponson was talking about. Well, sort of. That we were all kind of close this, on. Yeah, so. Andrew had him at two. Nate had him at three. I had him at four. So, I mean, still, he's we all have him as a top four, pretty much top four running back in this case. Sure. Um, but, I mean, I had him at – you know, he was ninth in PPR scoring last year. Uh, he did only play 14 games, and he had typical, you know, usage of 95 targets and 171 rushes. And when you look at, you know, he's about he was probably, he was probably about average, like maybe a slightly above average as far as yards before contact. You know, he was 19th out of the 47, uh, 2.3 yards after contact per attempt, which is like 17th. But the biggest thing was he's very elusive, and he forced 29 broken tackles on rushes, and that would have been good for that was fourth. Out of Dang. those so I mean, he makes guys miss, and that's why they, that's why they get him in those situations where they can get him out in space, and he can go to work from there. So, so just to be clear, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, you could flip flop them either way you want. I would take Alvin Kamara; they would take Saquon Barkley. Um, uh, this things are about to get dicey a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what one one question, one thought on Alvin? Mm-hmm. Okay, so and the chipmunks, <laughs> good one. So, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so the Saints. So in years past, uh, you know, obviously they've had Michael Thomas, biggest target getter, and then Kamara's always been like right, well, number two, a hundred targets, ninety-ish. So now, so they bring in Emmanuel Sanders, who has shown to get, you know, some. But my thing is, they've never the Saints have never had like a number two, two receiver. They've never had like a guy of Sanders' caliber. Well, who have they had? Ted Ginn, Traquan Smith. Well, Ted Ginn was good. Traquan Smith wasn't awful. Yeah, Tra- and yeah. Traquan Smith was good. They weren't Emmanuel Yeah, Jared Sanders Cook, too. Level. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Well, that's that's where I think it takes away. I think Emmanuel Sanders takes away from Jared Cook. I don't think it takes away from Alvin Kamara. Because Alvin Kamara gets a lot of his touches on, like, little check downs. Yep. And They're well, not designed. And, and screens. And, I mean, Kamara, yeah. will pro- Kamara goes out in the slot more than most running backs probably do. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, I, don't, I don't see Emmanuel Sanders really doing much. I mean, he's wide receiver 30 last year. He only had five yeah. touchdowns, you know. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he's older. I mean, he's in his – I mean, he's like 33 – yeah, low thirties. Yeah, so I mean, he's, he's receiver depth for them, really. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's not going to hurt them, but I don't yeah. think he's going to take away from. I mean, I think he helps that offense because he's going to line up opposite of Michael Thomas. So, right. Yeah. But, well, he frees up some stuff for Michael yeah. Thomas, who is already sure hands, a little bit athletic, little speed, yep. but great route runner. Yep. Um, so we've touched on Kamara. Now we go to number four, mm. which. <laughs> Our number, our consensus number four was Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. So Andrew, uh, Andrew had him at fifth. Nate had him at sixth, and I had him at three. Uh, I think so. Hey, give me that number on what Zeke's number was uh, before being hit last year. So yards before contact. Zeke's yards before. Now, the offensive line we've known Dallas in the past. They're has awesome. Been, they were but awesome. Obviously, they've lost two guys though. So they've lost two of their big guys. Which last year he was two point three yards before contact per attempt, which was twentieth of the forty seventh. 47 rushers and you know an average he was 2.3 yards after contact per attempt which would have been 
18th out of the 47. So kind of the same. So now, here's why I had him at fifth. Zeke's still going to get his touches. He's still going to get his receptions because it's Zeke, and that offense is evolves around Zeke. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you take away two big offensive linemen, Travis Frederick, who could be a Hall of Famer. 100%. Yep. Um, that's the biggest one. Those yards before contact, that's going to go down. There's no way it increases. Well, I mean, I don't the think there's any way contact. I mean, well, really, I mean, you're, I mean, he, I mean, they really just lost. They just lost Frederick. I mean, they will be starting probably. I know not a rookie center. Because um, I mean, they still have Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, Zach Martin, and Leo Collins. Tyron Smith is yeah bad. He's a bad man. Yeah. So, but still have a good O line, but not. And as here's good. what, and see, I, I'm the, I'm the highest on him because I have him at three. And so basically, I'm saying I would take him after Saquon, but before Kamara. And I just think, I mean, you're in the high-powered offense. He's going to get probably close to 300 carries alone, and then you throw in 60-plus targets. Now, the one thing I the one thing I put as a question mark next to him is another year with Tony Pollard. Do they kind of start to kind of – Well, they just paid Zeke, though. They use more Pollard a little bit because, I mean I, – I think uh, I think you got to learn from the Todd Gurley deal. They pay Todd Gurley, then they kind of go away from him, and then they learn their they they don't learn their lesson, and now he leaves, and he demands to leave. I think they use Zeke. You can't do that again. You can't see another organization have done that to their star running back, and then decide, hey, this is a good idea for us too. Um, so no, I think you still. I think Zeke gets the same touches. I don't think Tony. Parker oh yeah, I'm just saying. Those. I mean, they might sprinkle him in a, a little bit more, but I mean, he's still going to get upwards of two hundred sixty, seventy plus carries, and then yeah. 60 plus targets so that's I mean I have him at number three so I mean that's that's where I have him and I Zeke's think he's still going to be valuable but I think those yards before I think his running is gonna gonna take I think what I mean Nate, Nate has him in the lowest at six so I mean man I just like I said a lot of the run plays that Dallas did some of them were inside run plays a lot of the times they ran outside the tackles or right inside the tackling guard with Zeke yeah so because it clearly he had a he has an edge he can get off he can get out to the edge and just break off, which is great. Yeah, and he was he was twenty four. Sorry, he had twenty four force missed tackles, which was ninth out, right. of the, out of those forty seven runners. I mean, yeah, he's he's a pretty elusive when he gets out there. Yeah, so I mean, um, like they they on um, some of the data that I pulled, like they have juke rates, and like how many how many times they juke. He was ranked twenty fifth among running backs, who had twenty two point three jukes like throughout his career. Who is number one juke rate guy? I don't Lamar know. Jackson. Oh, I would I'd probably guess, but I, I'm just seeing like I go off of like you know just in the PPR aspect of numbers like it shows digression. Of course, in 2017 he sat out six games, you know, um, and still put up stupid numbers. He put he up back. he put up 203 fantasy points for yeah. for playing 10 games. I mean that's he averaged 20 fantasy was, points a game. He was on yeah he was on pace for you know somewhere upwards of what. 300 it was closer to 400 I the think. guy still rushed for 983 yards for 10 games not okay. saying but i mean granted that offense and i mean look who they play i go off of that too but Are you talking about zeke last year no, no zeke he, 2017, oh, 2017 when, when he, he had got the suspension suspended. yeah but um i mean look who they play yeah like i you know they have an easy conference i get that but well they had what the third easiest schedule last year yeah and i believe here let me look at what uh what his schedule's ranked this year? That's what I was about to get into. Uh, because I mean he's got a kink conference. That conference is terrible. Uh, his strength of schedule against running backs though is twenty fourth. So there's only 
eight teams that have a better that have a worse schedule than him. Yeah, I mean um, they're they're playing like they go up against uh, Rams, Falcons, Browns, Giants, which I'm not worried about them. Cardinals, no. Um, Steelers, Cardinals, no. They they got the Car- Cardinals, no. Not on defense. I'm not worried. I about I think them. you're forgetting who they drafted. That's one guy, man. If you look statistically, the Cardinals' defense was not very. I mean, they went heavy on defense. Well, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not taking. I'm just going off. St- I can only go off stats from last year. I can't look into the future what they're going to do. I can hope that they do it, but the Cowboys. Isaiah Simmons is the real deal, man. No, oh, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not taking away from that. I'm going off of stuff from last year. These guys aren't going to magically turn around um, a defense. I, don't, I mean, I don't think so. But I'm just going so off their schedule. They're going to play the Niners. They're going to play the Ravens. They're going to play. The Vikings, which is I think That's I got that they got a good defense. The Steelers, um, that was the best defense last year. Yeah, the Browns, who have a great pass rush. So I mean, and even a run stop defense, I wouldn't I wouldn't outrank them with that. But did you say the Forty ers in there on who they yes, play? It yes, is. yeah. Okay. So you know, I I just I don't I don't see him having the years that he has. I mean, he's digressed since coming in the league in twenty sixteen till now. Uh, he's he he's averaging. A little over 300 fantasy points per game. Yeah, he had 311.7 last year. That 2017 game or season kind of screwed him, but yeah, that hurt. I, I just I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not taking away. He's amazing. Like, and I think he's going to do great. I just don't think he's going to be a top caliber. Not 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 an RB three. But like I said, anything can happen. So he and if here's the thing: if you have that fifth pick and Zeke is still there, we're not telling you not to take him, uh, especially depending on what's gone already. Right. But, um, no, I mean if he's there, I mean take him. I mean don't wait. <laughs> yeah, because I mean so he's shown he's pretty. He's a safe, you know. He's a safe floor. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, safe no, floor. no injury risk really with him. And I mean they're going to be a good offense again. So I mean, and if you the only risk is if Roger Goodell doesn't like him. And, and you know, in the offense, he is he is the offense for Dallas. Like he's first surrounds around him. But you know, like I said, I go off of PPR rankings and PPR. I mean he had. 71 targets last year and 51 rece- 54 receptions, sorry, for 420 yards and two teddies. So yep. he fumbled three times, lost it twice. Um, but moving on to uh, Derrick Henry, uh, Andrew has him at six and me and Blake have him at five. Um, pretty safe. I mean, that we all can agree. The that only reason he's not higher is because he's not a pass catcher. Exactly. If he caught passes, he may be – he'd be number two, I think. Yeah. And, he, and, this, is my, and this is my biggest note on Henry because – Obviously, he's, and I think if we were all to guess this, he was first in yards after contact per attempt at three For point, sure. at three point two. Um, offensive line. I'm trying to think what they're. I guess I didn't write down. Let me look at what his yards. He has the contact. eighth easiest schedule among running backs this year, by the way. So if you uh, look, according to Fantasy Pros, so yards before contact per attempt, he was only at one point nine, which would have been 29th out of the 47 rushers. So his ability is basically he's best at getting and making a defender miss and that's where he gets like I think he had 900 what was it eight or 900 yards after contact on the season which oh, is insane I would for sure believe it but I think I, and like Andrew agrees I mean we have him at five five and six so I think we all agree that yes in the PPR his up his upside is capped because he's never really been involved in the passing game that touchdown volume is very real though uh, but you also got, I, I don't like it but they lost Jack Conklin to Cleveland, yes, you know, they, they which did, was yeah, huge. That's a big deal because they, man, they ran. He, I they mean, ran he was awesome. Him. He's he was a run blocker for sure, and he was very good. Uh, but in case you're wondering, 
He came in at 18 touchdowns last year, 16 rushing, two receiving. Um, that's very real. And he had a throwing touchdown in the playoffs. Oh, that's true, yeah. To Red beat zone. the Ravens. Yeah. And, and, I th- so and maybe he gets another one of those. And I think this stat, I mean, what I wrote down is basically the biggest thing for him. And this is why I have him at fifth is because, you know, no one in, in this past year in 2019, if you look at the top four uh, running backs and fantasy finish last year, none of them saw less than 67 targets. So I have him at five because his upside's kind of capped. If he only he only saw what 23 targets last 24 year, 24 targets, 24 targets. So, I mean, if you think, I mean, if he's only going to keep getting about that amount of targets, I mean, he's kind of capped at probably the running back five, running back six yeah, area. Yeah, that's probably where he stays. But in uh, a half PPR or a regular league, he may be the number one running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not. I think Christian McCaffrey's still number one. He's probably number two in half PPR or less. Um, oh, in standard, he's in standard. He just blows it away because. You know, none of that. Well, I mean, obviously McCaffrey getting 2,000 yards from scrimmage yes. is crazy. But, yeah, he's right. He's right there number two in standard. But, um, but yeah, Derrick Henry, eighth easiest schedule. He's – nobody's disagreeing with Derrick Henry, but he's probably only going to be the fifth or sixth best. Uh, at number six, who do we have? Okay, this this is going to be the fun one. This because is interesting. You and Nate are – Oh, give me all of him. Give you me. and Nate are all in. I say all in. You and Nate are all in it. With Austin Eckler, you have Andrew has him ranked third, Nate has him ranked fourth, and I have Eckler way down at twelve. Which now listen, if you've ever thought to yourself, Pawn Star may be wrong, you think it now. <laughs> no, I mean I'll, I'll get I'll get. I mean we're gonna. Discuss. Austin Eckler was the number four overall running back in in fantasy last year, and that was with eleven games being the backup. Eleven games. Where Melvin Gordon played in front of him, where's Melvin Gordon now? He he only started eight games. Uh, what I saw was Melvin Gordon played in eleven. Hmm. I have uh, games started. He started eight games. Fantasy Pro says Melvin Gordon plays a played eleven. Okay. Now, no, I'm saying Austin Eckler oh, only played eight games. Only, okay. So, yeah. I mean, all, technically, Austin Eckler played in all sixteen. No, yeah, he played. He but started he was, in eight. He was the backup. Yeah, he started eight games where um, – So that means he took Melvin Gordon's job at some point because Melvin Gordon played in 11. Yeah, you guys didn't – you don't remember that? Him, he went in at like game – or it was like okay, week Eckler, okay, here. Eckler, 12. Eckler had the job. He had the job the first four weeks. Then, then after that, so week five on, if you look, he had – week five is when he went off and had – 15 receptions for 86 yards. Yeah, 22 fantasy points. So, and then after that, I mean, he was like, you know, he averaged a three. These are his targets from week six on. So, three, seven, two, four, two, eight, four, four, five, five, and nine. Now, rushing attempts during that time. So, this is week six on. Rushing attempts were five, five, three, 12, six, five, nine, eight, seven, four, nine. So, obviously, when Gordon came back, Gordon got majority of the – Carries. Yes. And then Eckler, you know, sprinkled in a bunch of pass catching work. Now, what I mainly looked for, and I, I'll let y'all finish before, but I mainly looked at what he did in the first four weeks when he was the guy. But y'all can go ahead and finish Jar saying. Well, I'll, in the first four weeks, is the number two running back. Yeah. And I'll, and well, yeah, no, y'all go ahead and finish. I'll, I'll rebuttal here in a second. We, we, you can't, and I know Blake, I'm sure this is going to be his argument is that. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was a main catalyst in this, but I'll we'll, I'll let him fight his case on that. But mm-hmm. you can't. I mean, you can't take away from a guy that you know that had 
um, well, here's 11 touchdowns last season. If he gets a worse quarterback, who's the number one in that offense now? Who's that offense revolve true, around? True. Now? I mean, granted, even in rushing situations, he, um, I mean, he didn't, he didn't have, I mean, they didn't rush him really a whole lot. They, they left that up to Justin Jackson whenever he was in, but reception wise, which I'm looking for in a PPR, you know, yeah, I mean, that guy, you know, I think Austin Eckler even gets most of the touches now this year. He's the starter in that offense. Yeah, I mean. Any, any arguments against him being the starter in that offense? He only had, I mean, even receiving the ball as much as he did, he only had two drops the whole yeah. the whole time. So, um, I mean, rushing yards, he had 557, which is not anywhere near Christian McCaffrey. But as we've seen, Christian McCaffrey is a mutant. He's not human. He's, not He's from human. outer He's space. Human. So, but I, I mean. Ponce, I want to hear, I want to, I want to know why you have him okay. at 12. Now, I, and I did, and now, to be honest, though, I was kind of looking more into the situation because I have him at 12 and y'all had him so high, so I was kind of looking for things as far as, you know, what I may have missed or overlooked. So, I am, there is something I am kind of doing, but I'll leave that as a secret and we'll, I'll share that next week at some point. So, here's what we have. So, Tyrod Taylor's coming in. In the offseason, they have already said, what was it, owner, GM, or somebody, they had said, he's our guy to start off. Correct. So, they've said that. Y'all agree. Now... So then also you count into effect Justin Herbert, rookie quarterback. Like, yeah, he's got a big arm, likes to throw it downfield. So if you look, Phillip Rivers in 2019, 31% of his attempts or 31% of the targets with Rivers last year went to the running backs. The year before, 27%. The year, and the year before that, it was 23%. Tyrod Taylor in his three main years at Buffalo – First off, never threw for more than 3,100 yards. Rivers threw for, what, 4,900 last year? Yes. So, Tyrod Taylor, here's his percentage of targets to the running back during his time. 17, 17, and he had a year with 23. I don't think Tyrod Taylor starts a single game for the Chargers. I think that's Justin Herbert. I think when we get to OTAs, I think they're going to realize Justin Herbert's the man for the job. Okay, but even then, and I'm then not going to try to make a run at the. I'm not banking court. on. Yeah, we're going straight off stats. I understand what you're saying. So yeah. he's going strictly off of what has happened consistently with a player in the NFL. Now and then, let's. Look. I'm not disagreeing. You know, that's my boy. Yeah. No. I, okay. So here, here we go. So Here's I think Tyrod Taylor's irrelevant. So, but I, I just think I mean I don't think they're going to throw Herbert out there just yet because he's when we get to OTAs. I think Herbert's because they've already said, "Wow, we love this guy's intellect. We love this guy's arm. We love everything about this guy." If he keeps doing that, that's going to be his job. But it, and here, here's another thing. So if we look at his usage, okay, do we all agree, and I, I hope you all would agree, the Chargers offense would be better with Phillip Rivers, correct? We don't know. Would the saying, Chargers offense? I'm just saying, would their offense be better with Phillip Rivers or Tyrod Taylor slash Herbert? Consistent, uh, going off numbers, yeah, I'm going we, with Phillip Rivers. We so, don't know what Justin Herbert looks like. It's true. But I'm going off of the fact that I have a veteran quarterback that throws for over 4,000 yards a season. I'm going with him, and he's okay. got a big arm. So their offense, I, their offense is better with Rivers. Now, if you look at, I, I looked at his usage, which in the first four games he had. Oh, I wrote it down here. In the first four games, here's his rush attempts in those four games when Melvin Gordon wasn't there. He had 12 carries, 17, 9, and 18, which was 14 carries, average 14 carries a game. So he was doing it without having having to get a bunch of carries. So his targets. He had seven targets, six targets, seven and five, which averaged six a game. If you prorate, prorate that out to a full 16-game season, that was 
224 carries, and, oh, did I not write that down? Hang on. 224 carries, and what's 14 times Come on, 16? math teacher. 14 times what? 14 times 16. Is it 300? Hang on, uh, okay, so if you prorate out his first four weeks, it was 96 targets and 224 carries. Now, here's my thing. I don't think he gets 200 carries. Who, Austin Eckler? No. No. I don't think he gets 200 carries. the number one guy in the offense? I, I, I completely agree that he, he will not get False. He's it. getting 200 carries. When is he ever? He didn't even get He's 200 when he started. He, he started the first four weeks. Okay, here. Okay, but he didn't. Now, listen, listen. But then he didn't now, start. The here's, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Now, this is where I've kind of started to – I started to turn the page a little bit on Eckler and say, okay, maybe he does need to be in my top ten because here's who I'm going to compare him to, compare him to and you'll see where my comparison relates to this. I'm going to compare him to Alvin Kamara. He's not going to get 200 carries, but he's going to get upwards of 100 targets. Do we agree that's Kamara? Yeah. Well, yeah. Kamara? Probably. Ne- mm-hmm. Kamara's never gotten more than 190 carries, but he's gotten like 90 or 100 targets every year. Yeah. So, Alvin Kamara's numbers – who has a better offense, the Saints or the Chargers? Saints. But I think the Chargers will run the ball more because they don't have Drew Brees throwing it. Here's the deal. So, I, I not taking away from Austin Eckler's rushing ability, but if you look at Austin Eckler's uh, – granted, yes, he, he, he was in an offense that casted a big shadow in the running back position behind Melvin Gordon. But even in the first four weeks that he started, even against trash Miami, he still only r- attempted the ball 18 times. He didn't even rush for the ball more than 20 times a game. Marlon Mack averaged 22 attempts a game. That's running the ball. Well, that's the Colts. But I'm just saying, if the you're Colts talking about a run heavy team. he's a starter, which we're talking about, the Chargers. Two very different teams. The Chargers are not a run, with Austin Eckler, are not a run team. Which is better for Austin I'm, Eckler. I'm, that's what I'm saying, but you're talking about rushing. He's not going to rush for more. He's not going to have 200 no, rushing he won't, attempts. No, he won't touch 200. He, he will get over a hundred, uh, right at a hundred receptions. I can promise you that, which is all I'm worried about. Yeah, that's why I have him as far as PPR like rankings. Having him, I have. That's why I have him so far up because he has so much upside in catching the ball. And to me, the fact that he finished at number four last year in PPR, and then lost the guy that was in front of him, which makes him the number one guy, you don't regress from that. You only get better. So he had 309 fantasy points last year. I think he could get 350 this year. I think it could happen. See, and, I, and another thing, and I just – okay, here's, here's another thing. He averaged okay, think, okay, 19.3 think, points per game. Okay, and okay, this goes back to the River situation. Rivers threw for 4,900 yards. Correct. 4,900. Yeah. Think about – Think about how many yards are going around to Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Mike, or not Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. So, are we expecting a rookie quarterback and slash Tyrod Taylor, however, whatever the split is on that? Are we expecting those two to throw for more than what four thousand yards? No, maybe. Why am I? Why? But why am I worried about who who's going to throw to in a wide receiver situation? If we're talking about wide receivers, of course, I'm not going to put the Chargers wide. I'm not going to put Keenan Allen up there this year for big numbers. No. As for running backs, yeah. Now, and in tight ends, yes. And and what do you do when you can't complete the ball downfield? Or you're getting rushed and you only have two, maybe three seconds. Who do you check down okay, to? Now, and this, so, and, th- and this is also what I was talking about. So, Tyrod Taylor. So, Phillip Rivers, is he going to scramble when the rush is coming at him? No. Okay. So, what, what is Tyrod in the past? He I'm not worried about Tyrod Taylor. Okay, but 
I'm him, not worried about him, Tyrod Taylor. Him scrambling is going to take away from the Rivers checkdowns. But I'm not worried about Tyrod Taylor. We, but okay, I understand. We're, in Blake's rebuttal, I understand. You have to go off of what's going on right now. We can later on when the season starts, we can make this argument. We probably will. We'll try to maybe in later talk about you know go into that like what we said in the previous podcast, and then when the season gets closer. But anyways, so we have to go off the sheer fact. The starter right now is Tyrod Taylor. That's what we have to be. They said, no doubt, Tyrod Taylor is our is our guy right now. Justin Herbert will take the job. We can we know that, but we have to assume this is Tyrod's offense. So we have to go off of Tyrod's tendencies, which is if I'm if I'm scared, if something's going on, and the the line breaks down, the pocket breaks, I'm out. I'm out of here. So. Tyrod Taylor, of course, like when he started for like Buffalo, like did like like Blake said, didn't throw for over three thousand or th- for over three thirty one hundred yards. But you can bet that the guy had one hundred and four rushing attempts and five hundred sixty eight rushing yards. And then the next year, same thing with Buffalo, ninety five attempts for five hundred and eighty yards rushing. And he had four rushing touchdowns his first year there and six his next year. So the guy obviously likes to run. Not going again. You can easily put Austin Eckler out in the flats, like whatever, like and still scramble and throw. There's nothing. I'm not taking away because Tyrod's going to do the same thing as just like a rookie quarterback would do. Like he's going to freak out and check the ball down. Freak out, check the ball down. Freak out, maybe run the ball. Freak out, check the ball down. So April 23rd, Anthony Lynn says, I'm not ready to name the starter. April 23rd. He said, I'm not ready to name who is going to play, be starting game one of the season. According to ESPN. Wasn't that the day before the draft? Yes. So he wasn't ready to name him then. What makes us think that after you draft Justin Herbert, that he can't be the starter week one? Now, and, okay, whether it's Herbert or – and I guess I, I mean I could do some more digging into Herbert's numbers in college, but we know Herbert's a big guy at six foot six. Now Rivers, the past couple of years, and this this is the last thing we can this is the last thing I'll note, and then we can move on because I know this is this is the guy we're going to spend the most time on. But Rivers' average depth of tar, average depth of target, meaning how far on average he's throwing the ball down the field, was never more than fifteen yards. I'm going to guess. What was it? No, it was no, it was way short. It was never more than like eight or nine. Oh my gosh, perfect for a running back. Yeah, exactly. Tyrod Taylor's average depth of target in 2015, when he had his statistically best passing year, when he threw for 30 or not 30, almost 3,100 yards, his average depth of target was 10.7, which was third in the league, third highest in the league. It's not bad. Still so, within range for a and, running back. So I mean, but st- okay, but that means he's gonna, he's more often going to throw it down the field. Yeah. Which easily what, maybe one or two times a game. Well, to get, nah, I mean, to be third, he's the third high, like third highest A dot in the league in 2015. That was in 2015. But I'm still. What I, was his latest? His latest was in 2017. It was 9.5, which was right. se- seventh in the league highest. Still in range for a running back. Just, yeah, I mean, we can we can keep going on uh, this one, but I mean, we can. The argument is that, you know, I mean, Austin Eckler could be, uh, I mean, he's a PPR monster as far as receptions. Blake's argument is is who's going to get him the ball, and it's 
you know, he doesn't. And even, even I don't the, think it matters. I, and heck, I mean, when I don't the, think it matters who gets him the ball. The fact they that, will get him the ball. The fact that I, I mean, I'm com, I'm compare. Okay, I'm comparing his usage to Kamara. I'm comparing his usage like Alvin Kamara's usage is going to be very similar to Austin Eckler's. Alvin Kamara has been a top five running back the what last three years, and we have Alvin Kamara jointly ranked at number three. Yeah, so I'm saying they're going to get the same usage, but my what switches the I, changes the switch for Eckler is the Saints offense and the Chargers offense. Right. That's that's the biggest difference. Well, we'll see. We'll see what Eckler's going to do. Yeah. But moving on to the seventh spot, we got Dalvin Cook. Um, Andrew has him at seven. I have him at seven. Blake has him at six. Pretty fair assessment, fellas. I think. Yeah, he's a, and I think, yeah, I think that's about right. I had him last year. I mean, he was he was dom he dominated. He'll probably regress a little. I wouldn't I wouldn't assume he puts up the numbers that he did last year because he put up some ridiculous numbers last year. Also note that you know don't forget about Alexander Madison in the backfield in. in and, uh, but I'm just saying, like, but I think Alexander Madison probably got most of his touches the couple weeks Dalvin Cook was down. Um, and I think he'll, he'll give. Cook only played what he only played 14 games and was still the number six running back last Correct. year. Yeah. And I mean, looking at his yards before contact and after contact, it was you know he was 22nd, average 20.9 fantasy points per game, and he did force 20 missed tackles, uh, which is probably above average of the 47, but. I think my biggest thing was his O line's very good. They have Gary Kubiak now as their offensive coordinator, so we know what Kubiak's run game has done yeah. in the past for like Arian Foster and when he was at uh let's see who else, what Denver he was at Denver for that time. Yes, he yeah. was there when they won their championships. Yep, or wow. championship with Peyton Manning. But with Peyton Manning, you don't run the ball all the time. You throw it with Peyton Manning. And I think Cook's Cook's biggest thing is his injury, his injury history. Yeah, yeah, yeah he has yet That's to play. He has yet to play downfall. a full. That's full why I'm saying anybody that just my advice, you guys may concur or not, but if you're going to pick up um, Dalvin Cook, I highly, highly, highly suggest picking up Alexander Madison as a oh, handcuff. He he every year he's one of the top, you have to top three handcuffs. I do it have. every time. I have, I, have, I pick him up because. He's going to get the workload, but he he's more prone to injury. What so. do we think about Philip Lindsay as a handcuff this year? Handcuff. I think I think Lindsay probably has some standalone value. I think he does. I mean the guys the guys rushed for a thousand yards the past two seasons in that offense, and but now they got Melvin Gordon. It doesn't matter that he you know everybody knows that guy is just hungry like hungry. He loves competition. He was an undrafted free agent out of Colorado, like. It just it, he wants the competition. Granted, will he get the opportunity? Maybe not because it's Melvin not. Gordon, and they paid Melvin Gordon. Yeah, so they're gonna play Melvin Gordon. But yeah. we're gonna go to number eight at Aaron Jones. Um, hey, we Andrew has him at nine. I have him at eleven, and Ponson has him at seven. So there's a little bit of gaps I here. Think, I think he's got uh, a lot of fantasy value because of his touchdown volume and his big play potential. And I mean, with the the biggest note I put on him is obviously there, there's touchdown regression due because I mean to you don't see too many guys keep up a pace of 15 plus touchdowns and he had 16 of them and you know they bring in a bigger guy um, the guy out of Florida not Florida State Boston College they bring in him so obviously he's what six three two fifty so I mean he could be used as their goal line back so he could yeah. he could vulture some touchdowns from Aaron Jones uh, but Jones still saw last year. When everybody was worried about Jonathan Williams, you know, taking away some of his value, he still saw 67 targets and 235 attempts. And that's, I mean, those that's like the volume and opportunity that I kind of like to see in a top 10 back. And then 
He was uh, tied for first in force missed tackles last year as a runner. So he's elusive. When he has the ball, he can make things happen. Uh, 68 targets on 49 receptions. Yep. 474 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns. And I think everybody kind of got worried when the so Packers – he had 19 touchdowns, really. The receiving, yeah. So everybody kind of got worried when the Packers went out and drafted the running back in the second round. But I think LaFleur kind of, you know, affirmed that Jones is still the guy when he just said, oh, he's like the running back is a position we just kind of have to have – you have to have depth in because of the injury risk. So, I mean, that's why I have Jones at seven. So he's, I, he's I still Eddie can't Warren. believe the Packers draft. <laughs> I miss Eddie Lacy. Dude, yeah. Snacks. Fat, fat Eddie. Yeah, Fat yeah, Eddie. Fat I Eddie. miss him, dude. Yeah. Uh, also, with a guy in that backfield that I like as a backup is Jamal Williams. So Jamal, did I say Jonathan? Yes. Jamal, okay. okay. Yeah, Jamal Williams. Jamal, yeah. But hey, he's, I, I like him. Like, he's he's a good backup. So. Who even is Jonathan, Jonathan Williams? Williams? Who the heck is They just drafted Jonathan Williams to the Colts. Not the Colts. Uh, he's a running back, isn't he? I've never just heard drafted of a Jonathan him in this, Williams. In this, in this rookie class, didn't he? I swear. I'm crazy. I... He's a running back. I have no clue. I've never heard of Jonathan Williams yeah, in my he life. Plays, uh... He was drafted by the Bills in 16. Jonathan Williams. Yeah. Hey, he's from Dallas, Texas. Plays, plays for the Colts. Maybe maybe you watched him in high school or something. Plays for the uh, Colts. John, okay, I knew it was a J. J. Williams. But, but that, sorry, that's a different guy too. Hey. Yeah. But so don't, Aaron, don't draft Jonathan Williams. <laughs> but Aaron Jones is a safe option, especially in that offense where, you know, they don't know what the heck's going on because everybody's on drugs at Green Bay because they just – That's my biggest question mark is Green Bay. That's why I have him at number nine and not like – because he was the number two fantasy in PP or fantasy running back in PPR last year. Dude. He was very valuable, but I don't trust Green Bay anymore. Don't get me wrong. Matt LaFleur is, is – he's an awesome coach. It's just trying to get all – pick it, it – it takes a while to get set in that offense, like to get it clicking and everything. Like we're seeing with Cliff Kingsbury, especially bringing like – a college scheme like air raid offense that is not used in the NFL. Like it's extremely hard to get settled. Well, Cliff Kingsbury just got a gift though. Oh, of course. Like, but so does I think so does Matt Lafleur. Like I see them. Like I Ooh, think AJ Dillon. Wait, what are you talking about? For, AJ Dillon. That's his name. AJ, the, you're the talking about back? Jay. <laughs> it's one of those letters, dude. I'm telling you, you're, you're bound to hit AJ Dillon. Okay, is the running back they drafted from Boston College? He's the one that I was saying was going to vulture some touchdowns from Jones. Okay, so uh, we're going to move on. Let's get. We're going to go to number nine. This is mine Speaking and Blake's of boy, Cliff man. Kingsbury. Gosh, Kenyon Drake. Andrew has him at eleven. I have him at eight. Blake has him at nine. Pretty safe. Like. I mean, he's come on, dude. Floor. He's yeah, got a he's high in floor. an air raid offense as a running back. Come on, man. The guy and the guy put up some. Now in the my, my problem with him is they just went and picked up DeAndre Hopkins and already had Christian Kirk. Now, so besides the the passing game, if you look, okay, and this this has to do this is a product of their the offensive scheme, the air raid and all that. And I when I looked at his numbers, I only looked at what he did for Arizona because obviously he was you know Miami and yeah, yeah Wolf yeah whatever. doesn't really matter. So eight games eight games to Arizona, so half the season. I thought he played ten. It was okay. It was it, it was ten weeks or whatever. He but he, it, it he started been, ten oh, games. Yeah, he had a really weird. He started year last wait year. he he there was fourteen games, but he only started ten of them. Yeah, and well then, eight. Okay, he played. He was eight weeks played for the Cardinals on the roster. Eight weeks. Because it was weeks nine through seventeen, he had but, a he had a weird year last year because he was with uh, who Miami was Miami. They cut him. He got picked up, and then he got picked. But up. But yeah, he was pending two weeks out of that, right? Well, I want to say he got picked up by Philadelphia, and then they cut him, and then he got picked up by 
the Cardinals. No, he was only play for Miami. Here we go. Here, here's his. No, game. I don't think he ever paid. Here's his game log. Here, here's his game log. Uh, weeks one through seven, he was on Miami's roster. There was week eight where he wasn't. I don't know. He didn't play. I don't know who he was on. But then week nine is when he was officially on Arizona's roster and played his first game. Right. And then Arizona had the bye week in week twelve. So technically, uh, okay. He, so he had two bye weeks. Yes. That's, what that's where. Off. Okay. Yes. That's where I'm getting messed up at. Okay. So, okay. But he had he had eight games. So half a season with Car- the Cardinals. Those are numbers I looked at. In that time, he had three point two yards before contact per attempt, which was fourth out of the qualified rusher. So in that scheme, he's going to have more space to be able to get out and run. Now, I guess you – I mean, they did just go draft. Did they, they picked up offensive line help, didn't they? Yes. Uh, they, I think they drafted two, but one that's, like, important. They picked the guy up out of uh, – Iowa? Iowa. Yes. yes. Jones. Worfs. No. No, Tristan Worfs didn't go there. Okay, well. Uh, Worfs went to bu- Buccaneers? Yep. Yes. Yeah, he went to the Buccaneers. Okay, so weeks 9 through 17, he was the running back number four. His, his eight games, so no, second I, half of the season, number four. I agree he he's going to be good. 34 targets, 124 attempts. So if you were to prorate that to a full 16-game pace, that would be 248 carries and 68 targets. I just think his volume is going to – now, yes, they're going to sprinkle in Chase Edmonds and, you know, Benjamin they just drafted. So they'll yeah. kind of – they'll get some touches. But I think what he showed in those eight games is going to be – Cliff, uh, King, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be like, hey, yeah, here's our guy, job. let's go use him. And yeah, so, I agree. Uh and I just think the run, the running space you get in an offensive like that, and obviously David Johnson, he David but, Johnson showed in weeks one through six that he was okay with it, but he was he slowed down so much it was so bad. And Kenyon Drake's a little fresher than David and they kind of stopped using him. Yeah, after after Johnson got banged up. But any uh, other notes on Kenyon Drake? I don't have anything on him. Was it Josh Jones they picked up? Josh Jones, the, yeah. Houston, the Houston guy. Houston, that's yeah, where they got Houston. him from. Um. Yeah, we can move on to the next guy. Um, we got Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. So hey. Andrew, Andrew had him at eight. Uh, Nate had him at ten, and I had him at eleven, just outside the top. That 10. dude's gonna score some touchdowns. They just got some O line help. They got defensive help. Uh, but that dude's gonna score some touchdowns. And he had what was he the number three rusher last year? Number two rusher last uh, year? Number eight. Number eight. Number eight in PPR. He had four. No, rusher like rushing wise. He 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 was second in rushing yards. Rushing yards, okay. He had fourteen ninety four. Okay, speaking of the, I put a put a note down. Is he's due for some positive touchdown regression because if you think back, we did talk about a crazy stat of his about his carries inside yes. the five yard line. So he had fifteen carries inside the five yard line, and he produced negative fourteen yards on that. Crazy. And if you look at all, which the, takes away. Few touchdowns, probably. If you look at all the other backs in that range of like fifteen, I think McCaffrey led the league with seventeen carries inside the five. I mean, they all easily had positive yards, and they had several yes. touchdowns. I immediately thought of that stat whenever this popped up was, you know, his, you know, goal line ability and stuff yeah. like that. You know, he and, was. Well, now that O line gets a little bit better, maybe get a little bit they more get, push. They get Jack Conklin from the Titans, Correct. and the they Jack draft Conklin? Jedrick Wills out of. Uh, Bama. Bama. I mean, clearly, I mean, the guy's going to stay in the top 10 or right at a top 10 position. I'm willing to fudge my number on that. I was just, it was kind of iffy, you know. And I think I bi- like him at number eight. That's where I like him. And I think the biggest thing I have him at 11, which is, you know, we're all kind of right around that end of the running back one range. Yes. Uh, is you do have to consider Kareem Hunt's going to be there at full 16. Also, why I put him so low, yeah. you know, being a top ten. Granted, he wasn't RB eight last season. He was the eighth running back out of mm-hmm. for fantasy. Um, only because, I mean, it, it, 
because Kareem Hunt sat out majority of the season. So, I mean, he eventually came back, but what, eight games? Yeah, but I don't think Nick Chubb was ever really that big of a pass catcher anyway. No, he's not. Like he, so, just, and Kareem Hunt, I think his biggest ability is in pass catching. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Nick Chubb shows, I mean, Nick shows, Nick Chubb shows his running ability. He was tied for first in four missed tackles. Mm-hmm. And like we know, we said, we talked about the offensive line last year. He was 2.1 yards before carry per attempt, which was 23rd out of 47. But yards after contact per attempt, he was third with 3.0. So he, he's got the ability to make people miss. He just kind of needed a little extra offensive line help last year. I mean, and granted, you know, Kareem Hunt only played eight games last year. He got um, 44 targets and 37 receptions. Yeah. So that's in one a, that, touchdown, it's a pretty good target share. Yeah, yeah, that's for only missing from missing half the season. Yeah, so that's I mean, almost that's almost six targets a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 88 so, targets over a season. I mean, he, he would have had more upside if he would have got to play more. He only started three games. Um, so and he only I, I had 179 rushing yards. So and we're, we're kind of we're kind of baking that into our Nick Chubb rating. Is I mean. You know, the targets are going to be a little limited with Kareem Hunt, but the rushing ability is going to be there. But, I mean, you can see, obviously, in this offense, just that I'm telling you now that, you know, that they're getting a head coach in there, they're going to throw the ball. I mean, you're going to pay for guys like Austin Hooper coming in, and you're going to pay for Jarvis, you're going to pay for Odell. Like, you're going to pay these dudes, you're going to throw the ball. I'm now, in, in non-PPR, if you're playing a non-PPR league, uh, Nick Chubb's probably number four or five guy. 100%. He's probably four or five. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a standard league, for sure. I mean, he's he's going to be way up way up there. Um, but uh, in, in PPR, PPR where think, you're learning about receptions, I mean, you're, or you're needing receptions. That's yeah, uh, I th- and I think like y'all said, the offense the offense will kind of take a step forward with Stefanski coming in because mm-hmm. we saw what he did for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know, run the ball early down and then let Kirk Cousins work off the play action. So uh, is that all we got on our RB ones top ten running backs? That's our rankings. Do we have anything else we want to say? Uh, yeah, we can just run through that list real quick. We got McCaffrey at one, Saquon Barkley at two, Kamara at three, Zeke at four, Derrick Henry five, Austin Eckler six, Dalvin Cook seven, Aaron Jones eight, Kenyon Drake nine, and Nick Chubb ten. So that will round out our top ten consensus. And uh, thanks for sticking with us for so long today. We're probably right at about an hour, but that's okay. Uh, that was All-American Nate. Take the knee. That was Blake Pondstar Ponson. Yes, sir. And this was Andrew Hines. Uh, We'll see you next time. Don't forget to follow us at FS All or Nothing.